You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Welcome back to Ashburton. We're uh, about ready to start now. It's political commentary. With Dr. Arama Rata from the University of Waikato this morning. Morena Arama, how are you? Morena, oh, nice to speak with you. How are you this morning? Oh, it's uh, very rough out there, so yeah. I think there's a lot of people struggling, yep. Yeah, it is a very heavy time at the moment. Uh, it's a very interesting time when we're looking at what's happening in Gaza from a New Zealand perspective. We're in a strange, you know, pre-government moment, uh, so the kind of position of our country feels quite different in, in its, uh, I think, way that we're relating to this from a political space. What have we seen from the various political parties in their position on what's happening in Gaza at the moment? Let's start with National, since they are going to be forming the basis of the incoming government. What have we seen from the National Party? Yeah, we haven't really seen um, much action from any of the parties, really. It's been quite disappointing in the the lead-up to the election, I think, as though um, our parties were very reluctant to comment on this as these atrocities were unfolding um, and now that we don't have any you know, clear government formed um, I feel as though some parties are using this as an opportunity to not have to weigh in on this mm. issue um, following the election we saw um, some parties come out um, and make some statements um, fairly you know, mild statements, both sides all lives matter type statements um, but we have we have seen statements from the Green Party. We have seen a statement from uh, Te Pāti Māori as well. Um, Te Pāti Māori were the only um, party that uh, were very vocal prior mm-hmm. to the election. So, you know, the only party that doesn't have to kind of um, uh, appeal to, to liberals. And so they were able to speak uh, strong, yeah. uh, strongly and clearly on this issue beforehand. So that was that was good to see. Uh, but really, we need a lot more action. We need it urgently because the situation is dire and we require the international community to do something in the face of what is unfolding, which is a genocide. So yesterday, Te Pāti Māori put out a press release. They're demanding that the New Zealand government expel the Israeli ambassador if there's no immediate ceasefire or humanitarian aid uh, sent to Gaza. That is, I think, as you said, the strongest thing we've seen from any party. The Greens, probably the next party we would look to to see some sort of uh, support in that space. Have we seen anything uh, in so many words from the Greens? We have seen some, yeah, you know, a statement out from the Greens. Um, Chloe also spoke about uh, the situation in, in Gaza but prior to the election as well. Um, but really, the it's still very muddy, the messaging. So uh, we're seeing kind of like this condemnation of, of atrocities across both sides. Um, when really the response from Israel is completely disproportionate. Um, there's all this condemnation of, of, of Hamas, but you know, we need to be condemning Israel at this point. When you're depriving a, a population of over 2 million of food, water, electricity, fuel, when you're continually bombarding them, at this point we need to be condemning Israel. We need to see, you know, if, if people are, are calling Hamas terrorists, then why are we not condemning Israel as terrorists because they're killing civilians indiscriminately at this point. If we look overseas, have we seen any countries make such strong claims as well or is that something that we've seen international quietness on too? Um, Yeah, there's a lot of countries 
that are condemning what is happening. So um, the president of Colombia was very, very clear. He likened what is happening in Gaza to the Holocaust. Um, we have seen the Maldives come out and um, make statements as well. Um, if we look at uh, the, the UN Security Council and their attempt to condemn Israel for what they're doing, we see that there's Western countries that are blocking um, that group from being able to take action. So, you know, it's countries like the UK, it's countries like France, it's countries like the US who have so much power and control. You know, we get their media from them, so our media is all um, filtered through that, that lens that is, is supporting imperialism and supporting colonialism and the death of, of Palestinian people. So it's kind of like you see the Western um, bloc kind of um, supporting Israel and many countries around the world um, condemning what Israel is doing. There are a lot of people making comparisons between the way uh, Western media has been talking about the Russia-Ukraine situation and the way Western media has been talking about Gaza. Why do you think we're seeing such a different lens applied to both of those situations? Yeah, because because Israel is funded by the West, it's propped up by the West, so, and because of all of our media, media coming from the West, we're seeing just a completely... I mean, it's it's just crazy making watching the way that even here in New Zealand, our local media are just mm. following along with uh, media overseas and and um, trying to prevent this as, as some kind of proportionate clash between two different sides of the conflict. This is not what is happening at all. We have the fourth most powerful military in the world who are bombarding um, civilians with no with no army who are stateless. Um, and yet, like it was really beautiful last night. People came out to to hold a vigil. I mean, there's very little that people feel that they can do, and this is just like one mm. expression of, of that solidarity. And and yet, um, the media used that as an opportunity to try to um, to muddy the waters in terms of who is committing atrocities. And um, so, in the Herald, for example, and in Stuff, they've both they've both um, you know presented news that, that is accepted in our news media, which are lies and will be exposed as lies, just as in the lead up to all of these types of conflict, we are given um, lies to justify what the West are doing. Um, and the situation in Ukraine obviously is really, really different. But in both instances we see from our Western media, um, you know, they just start the clock at a particular event and don't take in a broader context into, into these conflicts. And in that way they're able to control the narrative. For a country like Aotearoa, New Zealand, we, we are a colonised country. We have our own colonial histories to reckon with, which we are are and aren't reckoning with in various ways. Uh, but what parallels are being drawn at the moment between um, Indigenous uh, rights movements in New Zealand and Indigenous rights movements that we're seeing for the Palestinian context? Yeah, I think those things are really, really closely related, not only because, you know, what has happened, um, that in both cases we're seeing this is a settler colonial violence being um, enacted onto an Indigenous people, but also because even here in New Zealand, the very same actors who are standing in defence of Israel, who are trying to, you know, essentially provide disinformation about what is happening, those same groups are attacking decolonisation uh, movements here in Aotearoa. So we can't, as Māori, as people who believe in, in, in petidity and, and that as a framework to move our nation forward, we cannot sit in our hands and watch this happen, um, watch this unfold in Gaza and think that it's not about us too because the same, the very same people who are promoting 
um, this narrative around um, you know supporting Israel at this time as they committed genocide are also coming for our treaty rights. They're also coming for, for critical race theory. They're also coming from for anyone who speaks about decolonization. And so, you know, we cannot just wait until we are targeted. We have to stand together and oppose those types of narratives. Well, thank you very much for your time this morning, Dr. Aramarata. It's uh, really interesting to hear your, your thoughts today. Uh, take care, and we will talk to you again in the future. Thank um, you so much. And just to clarify, I don't actually work for uh, the University of Waikato. Oh, my bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, <laughs> kia ora. Thank you so much for your time. Um, Namahi, we'll talk to you later. Namahi. You just heard a bit of political commentary. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.